and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, a podcast that will not be doing it live. But to make up for it, we will have plenty of bad puns, jokes, and references that you just won't get. Speaking of bad jokes, puns, and references you won't get, this week we have Vulgar Latin. Hi! Also speaking of bad puns, jokes, and references, we have Big L. Hey, is your laptop plugged in? I don't have a laptop to record on. Oh, yeah. Amateurs do that. And lastly, with moderate bad jokes, puns, and references you won't get, (laughs) we have Coos Moose. I appreciate that, I think. <laughs> well, it's a, it's different. It's just bad jokes, references that uh, Kenny just doesn't get at all. Ah. Uh, uh. Yakety-schmackety-doo. Yeah, see, like that. He just made that up. I'm assuming that's one. Did not make that up, but... It's not, it's not a reference. Yeah, bo- yeah bonus points if you, if you can name it. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you vulgar points. You can cash those in. Yeah, Goff Shmirinoff. No. <laughs> Ellen Vulgar are just going to go back and forth with this. Eventually, anyway. All right. So, yes, we won't be doing it. We're not doing this live. This was supposed to be a live show, but I get everything set up. And right when I go to press record, nothing happens. Apparently, there is some video driver that I need to update. So, I'll be trying to figure that out there throughout the week. But we will at least, you know, have this. And next week we should be go- we should be good to go live. If not, what could we'll- go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? If not, we'll figure out a plan B. Next week we will be live. Um, but yeah, that out of the way, let's get into our topic of discussion this week. And I guess as part of an April Fools, we have this question that I don't want to ask. It would be weird if I if I actually read this. So I'm going to say, L, you should read this one since you're, it was your question. And it is very mean, much April? directed to you. What do you mean, April Fool's? This was a great question. Whoever came up with it is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, patrons, it's me, Big L. This week, I want you, our faithful patrons, to detail the best times you've had boosting or playing co-op with me, Big L. The best answers will be read by me with perfect accent slash impression. Uh, Dinable came up with this question and has been privately DMing me. Yo, quit sliding in my DMs, dude. Uh, he's been DMing me with all of his favorite Big L moments all week. Too many to name here. All right, well. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to the not game expecting... showcase. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a fun public experiment. <laughs> Let's see if anyone responded. We Carpe Adam. I don't know what people, I didn't think people would respond, but they did. Carpe Adam says, uh, there was this one time we were in a boosting session, but Big L had to leave for about five minutes in. That was the best boost ever. How dare you, Carpe <laughs> Adam. It was very rude, but I deserve it. Oh, wait, yes. he goes on to say he was only kidding. Aw. Can't think of any specifics, but offhand, I remember boosting Uno. Um, we don't that talk about Uno. <laughs> that had to be dangerous. That was a Val. bad move. Yes, it oh, was wait, a bad I move. I remember. I remember. It was doing a good song. Uno. Yeah, we did it with uh, your misses too. Whoa! Yeah, I totally forgot that we uh, that we all boosted Uno. We all boosted Uno. We all boosted Hawken. 
and Crackdown 3 multiplayer, and DayZ, which we did not talk about last week, which is probably good since... uh <laughs> forgot about that one. I wasn't a part of Day- the DayZ boost. No one here was, right? Good. So, um, oh. I've always enjoyed my time. Damn it. <laughs> oh. oh, we remember the stories. Oh, I know. We remember the stories. What of, stories? What we was have it, pictures. Mile shot or something like that. And everybody was just flipping you off yeah. while you're trying to oh, yeah. do a All headshot. Of or I was one of them waiting for, waiting for death. <laughs> Naked oh, next good. to yeah, a lighthouse. Flipping off an angry and <laughs> poorly aimed sniper who just <laughs> could not hit us. There was a group of six or seven of you lined up, but I couldn't hit anybody. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't remember, Daisy was in Game Pass, and I guess you could rent or buy a private server. Do you remember how it worked, Devin? Yeah, I think uh, we, it was like six bucks, and we we rented a server. Rent, like yeah, Corey rented a server, and uh, we put in all of the stuff to make the achievements as easy as possible. As possible <laughs> is the word and phrase that I would like to point out here. As possible. Well, it's it's not the live show. You so no one sees who you're pointing at. Wait, Wait it's me. Stop it. <laughs> can't see the the uh, fervent hand gesturing that i'm doing here and uh l was trying you have to not so, hit a flipping me off in real life <laughs> you have to hit uh it's like from uh i don't know really far with just iron sights but we figured out a way to do it and it was almost foolproof but the problem with making things foolproof is that nobody ever accounts for the tenacity that fools have and so <laughs> we just kept trying to get out this Wait achievement, <laughs> and it just didn't work. <laughs> and uh, we just figured out that we could flip them off, and so we did from across the bay. <sighs> pictures available upon request. Oh, I want to see them. <laughs> I didn't know there was pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you had to be a patron to see them, right? Definitely not. Um, right. No, ask Fug. He has them. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Well, I did wind up getting to completion, so something. That's all that matters. Uh, a broken something is right twice a week. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. The sun shines on a jackass. I've got yeah, all the That's definitely the right? same here. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Uh, thanks for writing in, Adam. He definitely uh, did not mention that Daisy uh, was fun with the sniping achievement. See, you're not supposed to bring it up. Oh yeah, guys, stop it. Huh. He did Good. mention it's, that. It's, I it's, 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 it's crossed out. It's fine. It didn't I legitimately happen. did not actually read that. <laughs> All right, Chewy on Ice. I'm sure he's going to say something nice about me. I haven't had the displeasure of, of many boosting or general playing sessions with Al. Come on, Chewie. Oh, wait. The first that sticks in my mind is standing on each other's heads in Conan Exiles. And him telling me there was a cool podcast in Discord and I should join or else. Yeah. I guess I threatened you. And the other was wait. Sunset Overdrive boosting sessions. It was co-op, not boosting. Where, yes, he was consistently the weakest scorer and was being carried every inch of the way. Wait. Now, I will have you know 
that you are correct. I was definitely carried in Sunset Overdrive. Um, what, what's up, Kenny? You're a reason why Chewie's here? I am. I did not know that. I, uh, I knew Chewie from True Achievement's staff from back in the day. He's probably suspended me and banned me huh. a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and yeah, we were acquaintances, I guess. He knew Michelle from staff. And I guess we needed to fill our British quota, so I invited him on board. And he's been an amazing part of the podcast ever since, so thank you, Chewy. Nice. Oh, man, that Conan okay, so Exiles. That Conan Exiles. Why did you bring that up? That, that I had gotten that out of my memory. Uh, I know Devin talked about that game on the segment the other week, but uh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. All right, Devin, I think you got to read this one. No, no, no. Continue. I always promise that you do an accent, and I, you know, I think it's only appropriate. <laughs> All right. I remember. <laughs> Devin's voice. Basically my own voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember my first L boost was Street Fighter 3. Yeah. It was over in less than a half hour, and I don't think I'll ever top it. It was not the cream of the crop. Yeah. Dig it. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> 10 Nailed out of 10. It. Yeah, that that's exactly what you sound like. So, I actually remember that boost too. I don't remember what we did, but I remember searching for each other several times. And uh, Kenny, I uh, I'm the reason he's here too. So yeah, you could blame me for all of this. This is what happens. I see someone I with a wrestling say, picture. For all of De- all of L's faults. You are very <laughs> very good at recruiting oh, no. and getting people in. Yeah, recruiting Devin was easy. I saw someone with a wrestling photo, so I messaged him incessantly asking if he likes wrestling and what his deal is, and uh, it was love at first sight. So, ah, Something good came from wrestling. Oh, yeah. All right, no one else wrote in, right? Oh, my God, a lot of people. Retro Chief. I haven't boosted that often with you, y'all, but the Forza Horizon 4 steal of Eliminator from Matriarch was the funniest. Well, we talked about that in a previous episode where uh, we <laughs> we boosted Forza Eliminator, and it was Michelle's turn to win, and I was just driving in the water, and it said, you win. <laughs> so I yeah, stole wait, her what? win. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. accidentally won. I was there for that, too. I accidentally won. <laughs> There's video proof of this as well. I didn't just uh, you know, try to troll and cross the finish line first. Nope, I was in the water. And I guess if you know what you're doing, you could use <laughs> this to your advantage, but I would have no idea how to do that. And but yeah, I cannot, she was so mad. I cannot stress enough how badly L can't <laughs> like how much L can't drive in Forza Horizon Four. I was helping him do an Olymp- like helping him try to do it, and I was like Oh, are you just, did you just go AFK? And he's like, no, I'm right here. I just can't, I can't pass anyone. My car doesn't work. (laughs) Oh, right. Trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. The saucy slingo says, (laughs) Hey, Elliot, is your mic working? Can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I remember boosting Titanfall with Big L and finding his mech sitting in a corner while he was asleep at the wheel multiple times when we were supposed to be boosting kills. Now that is yes. not true because I know I know if you sit there and you will idle out. <laughs> Wait, maybe I rubber banded. That may or may not be true. I don't specifically remember that. I mean, if anyone falls asleep at the wheel, koalas come out. From Saucy Saucy. Oh, he 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 has more. The time I boosted Fort's Eliminator and Big Al knocked out the person who was supposed to win after he already had the achievement. All right, he's probably thinking about the other thing we just talked about. <laughs> and of course, he got the story wrong because he's saucy. All I know is that Big Al loves kettle corn. Popcorn like a pirate. Yes, that is true. We talked about that a couple weeks ago as well. Like last one. Yeah, the, literally the last one. I couldn't understand what anyone was saying on that show. Sorry. Dino Man 87, who's from Norway? He's from somewhere. Said, I Is haven't he? had the pleasure to play with Big L yet, but it was pretty funny the one evening where he logged on to voice chat and this Discord just to hear my beautiful voice. LOL. Ha ha ha. Cool dude. Well, if you think I'm a cool dude, you definitely haven't talked to me enough times yet. But it was It'll fun. Get there. I yeah, we have a a voice channel in the Discord, the uh, beers and boosting, and he was in there. I think alone one day, waiting for people to show up, and I came in there and we had a, a chat. And of course, he was one of those people nice. uh, apologizing for how poor his English is, and of course, he spoke better than most uh, American-born people because uh, they take it seriously. Never apologize. Never apologize. You multi. Voice people, <laughs> multi-voice bi- bilingual people are awesome. All right. Hawkeye Barry said, the first time I was in a boost with Big L, oh, no, was Plants vs. Zombies, <laughs> Garden Warfare 2, trying to take down a boss on crazy difficulty. He didn't get the achievement, nor did he get another chance because the event was never done again and the achievement was discontinued. He blames death dealers to this day, and I chuckle every time I think about this. <laughs> well, I do blame death dealers because she was busy helping everyone else but me. And if you know death dealers, she's very good at first-person shooters, so I needed her help. But she, she definitely ditched me, and she had to bring this up. I had finally forgotten about it, but yes, now that you mention it, Definitely her fault. And please don't come to New York to kill me. <laughs> Ahizo says, I believe the only time I've boosted with L was Gears of War Ultimate Edition Online. So that wins by default. Not seriously. We aren't insane, but it was honestly a good time with Death Dealers, Vulgar, Matriarch, L, and for a while, Toadstyle Venom. Except for the many times where XP was broken and we couldn't level up at all. Those were only good because it usually meant I didn't have to spend time with L because we didn't want to waste time not getting XP. Damn. Jesus. What is this, a roast? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> oh, you know hey, it's going to turn into one. Yeah, I kind of brought it on myself. We must have boosted something else, Andrew Pans, back, or maybe that was uh, your younger brother, Al Klein. Must have been him. All right, I got this last and one. And last but not least... Oh. <laughs> I boosted uh, from Philip Wendell. I boosted Crackdown 3 and Hawkins with that big well. I don't remember much of anything particularly funny that happened, but I do remember thinking that he was much less of an ass than I expected. <laughs> now, is that a 
compliment? <laughs> I think that's one from the backhand. Backhanded compliment. <laughs> <is>. Yes. <laughs> All right. Sorry, this was a little out of the ordinary this week, but I thought it was pretty fun. Some good memories from boosting made me think of it, and uh, I love boosting, playing co-op with all of you, so if you need something, let me know. I'll do my best to help you out. I'm not going to say that you'll get a hilarious story out of it, but the odds are pretty good. The odds are pretty good. I play games with him every Thursday. Yeah. Unless you're in the toilet. Yep. I I didn't even Uh, bring up the the Realm Royale with cheese boost. (laughs) Uh, oh my I've, goodness, I've done, Realm Royale. Did I so, forgot about Realm Royale. Yep, so did the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, Nate. All right. So. <laughs> 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 uh, with that, let's get into the game showcase. Uh, Nate, you're first up. Thanks for asking. Uh, I played a little game <laughs> called Time Loader. Brand new. Uh, came out on March 10th. And I've been looking forward to this because I watched the trailers. And uh, it just looked super cool. Um, it's definitely a Nate game. Yeah. So what is Time Loader? Uh, TA says it's a puzzle platformer with a comma in the middle. Uh, and it basically is that. Um, you are controlling a little remote control bot, but in the game, you're not really being controlled by anybody. You are the bot. Um, So it's not as if someone is driving the bot. You just are the bot. Uh, Now, what happens is this inventor, uh, as a child, falls out of a treehouse and he injures his spine and he can no longer uh, walk. So he's in a wheelchair. And then he kind of figures that that's ruined his life and He goes on to become a scientist and he figures out time travel because, you know, he's in a chair a lot. So he does a lot of math. Uh, So then he sends this little time loader back in time with the intention of fixing that event so that he doesn't fall out of this, uh, have this big fall and this accident. Um, So you go back in time uh, through microwave technology. It's pretty cool. Um, And you then are just in his house and in his backyard. Uh, and you are navigating through various rooms, uh, just trying to get from A to B, basically. So is it a puzzle platformer? Um, there's, there's no fail state, really. I mean, there, there's one point where uh, you need to make a series of jumps. Um, and if you fail, you just start over at the beginning. So there's really no way to, you know, to me, it doesn't feel really that much like a platformer um, in terms of like, oh, this is difficult. Uh, And the puzzles aren't that difficult either. You you will figure them out. You don't really need a guide. Um, But I think that it's really well done. I don't think there are a whole lot of people involved. I could be wrong on that. Didn't do the research. But um, it's very cool. It's just oozing with, um, like, nostalgia for the time period that he sends you back to. Uh, And every room is just packed full of stuff. You're constantly going past, like, um, you know, books and his computer and like toy cars and things in his bedroom. And then in the living room, you're, you know, navigating around bird cages and tables and dining room tables and all sorts of stuff. Um, so they do a really good job of just filling the scene 
with content. There's there's no there's no time where you're just going through a completely empty room. Everything there's just something to look at. There's something to uh, you know your your loader, your time loader, or whatever will comment on things in the room. Uh, so it's really well done. Um, it's a fun play. It took me how long? Uh, seven and a half hours uh, to go through this game, and I enjoyed uh, I think just about every minute of it. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Um, so the time travel aspect is kind of minor, actually. Uh, there's three playable times that you go into, three different points in time that you go to, mm -hmm. uh, and only a few events, you know, with this, these time travel games, you always think, oh man, like how involved is that? Like if I change something back in this timeline, is it going to change? Is it going to cascade and affect all this other stuff? Right. You kind of get the impression that that's what the game is going to do, but in actuality, there's only a few things really that you, you do in the past that affect the, the future timelines. Um, and when you need to go and change them at some point in time, you will be able to go back in time and select where you want to be. It's a chapter select and you can, you can experiment and you can get all the achievements uh, from that. So just go in and have a good time and, and don't really worry about that. Um, most of the achievements are story-based um, so you're going to get them for accessing certain powers and you need those powers to move forward. Um, so they're not missable. Uh, and then there's sometimes you'll stumble across story events. You'll cross, uh, you'll pass an object that's important to your inventor, like a, a videotape. Uh, and you have the option of, okay, well, do I write protect that or do I not write protect that? Or do I not even mention it? Do I not even look at it? And all of those things will affect your gameplay. Uh, in the future, there are a few hidden collectibles which aren't tied directly to the story, and you can you can miss those, and it won't have any effect on getting to the end of the the game uh, per se. But if you want all the achievements, you will have to go back and get those. Um, there are three different endings that are based on how many of those uh, events you found uh, and how many of them you affected uh, positively. If you get, I think. 75% uh, or more, you get the good ending. You know, if you get somewhere in like the 45 to 75 range, that's like the medium ending or what they call B. And then if you get fewer than that, you get the C ending. Uh, my natural playthrough, I got the A ending uh, just because I like to search every nook and cranny and see what's going on. Uh, so I actually had to go back and you. undo things that I had done in my first playthrough. Um, and they have a really good indicator of that uh, on the bottom of the screen as you're, as you're looking at the different levels. So, that helps with that. Um, there is a secret ending as well. And the secret ending requires that you find uh, these letters that are hidden on objects in the game. You also then have to use a QR code on your phone. You then have to decode some binary, or you can just look at the solution. Now, I did it the fun wow. way, which was going through and, and, and finding it in the game because like, I jumped in kind of early. Um, uh, I did buy this full price, and I enjoyed it. And uh, so I did that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but if you don't want to go through all those hoops, that, that solution is up. And they have a nice little spoiler tag around it, too. So if you want to do part of it and just give up, <laughs> you can go that's, ahead and look at the solution. That's kind of yeah, cool this, of a way to do a secret ending. Yeah, it was really cool that um, they kind of take you out of the game. You go to a website. The QR code makes you go to a website. And then you enter in some stuff that you had done in the game through the website, which then gives you another code. And then you use that code in the game to get to the secret ending. So it, it, it's really cool. I thought it was a really fun game. 
like I said, seven and a half hours. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, and I totally recommend uh, this game for anyone else that this sounds interesting to. I have a so I'm looking at the achievement list. There is a achievement for meeting the cat. Yes. Can you pet it? Can you pet the cat. <laughs> you can try. You don't look too cuddly. As with most cats, you can try to pet it. <laughs> that sounds ominous. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was glad to hear there's multiple endings because my first thought was, is this just going to be one of these things where you're actually the catalyst that causes the kid to fall out of the, the you know, basically every... Oh, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk about it. I gotta oh, go now. The catalyst. Like, uh, sorry, I was just like, uh, if I was a hack writer, I didn't even pick up on that. If I was a hack writer, that's what I would. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, all time travel uh, storylines are hacked, right? It, they're just, you the, know, they're inherently it's a, a cheesy way out. It, uh, I think, but that's just me. I like time. But this travel. was fun. This this was this was a fun one, and it didn't go didn't rely super heavily on the time travel, even though you are going back in time. But like they, yeah, they don't get. <laughs> too into that and i saw that you went to 1995 do they do that like really heavy into the 1995 or is that just well like whoa vhs i, I, I think i think 95 was the <laughs> middle i can't remember the timelines when they actually were but i think 95 was the middle timeline and for reasons i won't disclose here uh they don't lean too heavily into it but uh it is it is interesting to see all the different things that they put in there uh, in those timelines, um, they don't change too much in the most recent timeline, but the back ones, yeah, they're more a lot of nostalgia there. That was kind of cool. In fact, there's there's one point in time. Okay, so yeah, this is a platform you're jumping around and doing all sorts of stuff. At some point in time, you get on his computer and you start navigating his hard drive. So like, you're not doing platforming; you're just digging through somebody's hard drive and checking out files and doing stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a really cool little game. Nice. Cool. Have you played it's Animal Loader Super Squad? Nate? Why would you mention <laughs> Animal Super Squad? I don't know. That's the first the, game I thought of when I saw footage of this well, game. I, in- I cry for you. If that's the first game you thought <laughs> of when you saw Time Loader. There's nothing that's like that. That's a well-crafted Animal Super Squad game, sir. Is ass. This game is so good. It does not even deserve to be in the same <laughs> ten minute segment as Animal Super Squad. <laughs> um, oh. Yes, it is ass. Just what I thought of. Like a platformer on wheels. Yeah. Well then you are gonna be completely surprised when this comes to Game Pass and you play it. Uh there is nothing like that. Uh, that I'm more surprised that well, I shouldn't be surprised that uh you got this game for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Time loader is just to it's very jump to the left Hopefully and then you... a step to the right. Hopefully. Wait, was that a Rocky Horror thing? <laughs> I think All it right. is. I think it is. All right. Uh, let's continue on. L, tell me about some baseball. All right. So. <laughs> Here you go. I know the... this is going to be Nate's favorite game of the night. Eh, he'll be all right. I think he's okay with baseball. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to quickly talk about MLB The Show 21 before 22 takes my attention away. Uh, I first talked about this game when it first came out, so I guess it's been a year. That's crazy. 
I just wanted to say that for anyone who's worried to start this game before it leaves, that it is doable. Uh, the time estimate on TA says like 20 to 25 hours, but I think if you know what you're doing, it doesn't take that long. Uh, you can boost uh, or you can get online with someone and play, I think, like 10 of the achievements. And there's a great walkthrough on TA. I've never seen a walkthrough like this where there's a boosting strategy for the 10 achievements. And for the same 10 achievements, there's an offline uh, strategy if you have no friends. So, huh, that's nice. Yeah, playing versus CPU and playing with a partner, double boxing, the same achievements. It tells you different strategies and what to do. Um, I just finished boosting with uh, Catster, and she was nice enough to help me get my online finished. So I'm in the middle of March to October, uh, in which you're going through, and they put you like in every fourth or fifth game with different situations. So like... You're down by two in the seventh inning, try to come back to win, or you're up by one in the ninth, finish the game out. It's You don't get to play the full game. You're, it's it's really a fun way to play. And uh, I'm almost done. And then I uh, have 22 I'm, ready to go, hopefully. How much longer is 21 in Game Pass? Um, things usually Ten leave days? the 15th, April well, 15th. Uh, well, eight By the time days, you hear this, yeah, <laughs> might be. I mean, you could attest to this, right, Devin? I think you can get this done in in eight days if you. Yeah, and I actually did it the long way, so the guides will actually tell you mm-hmm. how to uh, cheat. So you have to, or not cheat, but you have to get uh, cheat go up into the show. So I actually started as a pitcher, and I pitched all the way through a minor league schedule, and then also through like double A. Um, oh, no, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. That was great. I loved it. I didn't know you could do that. That's interesting. Yeah, you go through your yeah. whole career, and then you get to get be called up to the show. Unfortunately, I was drafted by the Minnesota Twins. So at the end of the day, I still <laughs> got to play for the Minnesota Twins, which, uh, 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 sorry for both you Twins fans out there, but it just wasn't for me. But it was fun going It'll up in my worse. career. It could have went to Baltimore. Uh, mm. <laughs> Trust me. I'm an yeah, Orioles so fan. It's worse. The, <laughs> the solution says to pick a pitcher and then sim the game and if you win you keep going and then you you save the game in between each win and then you can just reload the save if you don't win it tells you to do that but i wound up doing that a few times and then just simming and seasons and you eventually your stats go up no matter what happens and you wind up getting called up oh after so it really throwing, wasn't that bad after throwing like every plate appearance is a no-no i got called up pretty quick Nice. And my point. Oh, yes. The game also has <laughs> has sliders you can use. Good old sliders in sports games where you can put uh, the CPU down on crap and put yourself on amazing. And, and there's an achievement to win where the computer gets three hits or less. And it's really sounds hard, but it's really easy. You just I think I had 17 strikeouts. And... Uh, not only does it have sliders, yeah. it also has fastballs and curves, even a cutter. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. I knew that joke was coming. Baseball joke. <laughs> um, not much more to say about it. I just wanted to to say that it can be done in a week. And I don't think it should take 20 to 25 hours. Uh, there's one achievement I don't have yet that I'm a little worried about, but I, I guess it just comes with time, and that's just for breaking a bat. Yeah, it'll just happen. I see some, I see some tips on how to do it. I'm going to try that after we're done tonight. 
But uh, over 20,000 people have it, so I'm sure it's not too bad. And then the, the, for some reason, people don't do the, the March to October and the road to the shows have very high ratios. I was but looking at pass, that achievement. They're, they're really not that bad. But uh, 22 just came out, I think, today, or as we were recording. The achievement list is different, right, Devin? I it is. I look too carefully. Uh, but it, it is. I you skim. actually don't have to do Road to the Show and uh, March to October, which is sad because that's actually my favorite part. And has a little bit more uh, for getting promoted to the different difficulty sliders for the different pitching and batting. So it sounds like you might have to actually have skill. I don't know, but I'll, I'll figure that out. I played a little bit of that today, and I hit a home run with uh, Showtime Otani, and that was, that was a lot of fun. Nice. Same basic game, but uh, I, I've enjoyed it. Noah Syndergaard today called him the modern-day Babe Ruth. It's actually, he's in a pack where you can unlock Babe Ruth to your Diamond Dynasty team. There you go. And that's how I did it, because you're forced to play as him. And you started out batting. So I just kept repeating it until I hit a home run. Nice. Words. Base- Words. It's okay. You're from Baltimore. You don't have baseball. No opening yeah, day uh, soon. Excited. I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I don't know players that well. Yeah. I mean, this game looks good and all, but it's no slugfest. Oh, oh that was fun. Yeah. Or Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Good callback. Yeah. Didn't play that. No, I didn't figure you did. Nate's going to chime in and say Pong (laughs) or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's MLB 21. I hope to talk about 22 in a week or two. I need to get 21 completed so I can delete it and make room for 22. All right. Well, in that case, uh, Devin, your turn. So I want to talk to you about dynastic politics in 867 all the way to 1492. Managing your individual family lines, your lineage, and your dynasty to become, hopefully, king of whatever lands that you see fit. And in that game is Crusader Kings 3. The follow-up to the cult classic... Crusader Kings 2, they're not original with the name titles. Crusader Kings 3 came to Xbox and I decided to play it because I have no earthly idea how you could get that game to work on an Xbox and they did it. They ma- That's what I was wondering. I don't I this I okay. I haven't played Crusader Kings, but I'm interested in how this actually plays on an Xbox. So it does not look like it should work. With a lot of different uh tabbing um, abilities and a lot of shortcuts because um, Crusader Kings is what they call a grand strategy. So Paradox, um, the developers are, they have a pretty good lineage in this. They have Crusader Kings, which covers a specific, uh, that 867 to 1492. Uh, they have Europa Universalis, which is 1493 all the way up to like 1850. Victoria, basically you can go all the way up through Stellaris and import games and play all the way from like 800 all the way to the spacefaring age with your individual family. If you really, s- yeah, with Crusader Kings 2. Crusader Kings 3 is a grand strategy. So you manage, you don't manage a country, you manage a family line. And a lot of that is determining, you know, you have to marry off your kids to get potential like 
not only potential alliances, but do you want like specific traits? So you might marry like, oh, she's not from a good house, but she's a genius. And I want genius traits to show up in my future kids. Then you have to manage what's called primogenitor, which is like so specific ruling classes. You have to manage all of the different like when your king dies all of the lands go to the other king, all their kids and stuff. So you have to manage that. Your king could be crazy, like full stop crazy, and just make a horse part of his council. That can happen. It has happened before. All of this is like to, you're marching your way through 1492 and basically trying to get the best family prestige as possible. Um, through acquiring lands, which you might war with other kingdoms by having what's called a Cassius Belly or a cause for war, which can be as uh, as like, oh, I went and I fabricated a claim with my bishop and he proved a fake lineage all the way down. So I actually owned this land uh, to as simple as God wills it. Deus Volt, they're Muslim. I'm not. Let's take it. Let's go. And the Pope's on board and you and your boys go out there and you go through Spain. Uh, I've been playing primarily in Spain in uh, 1066, which is the Norman Conquest. I'm, I'm keeping away from good old William the Conqueror, William the First, but there's like three brothers who have no sons and no heirs, and it's a lot of backstabbing because if one of them dies, the, the land goes to the other brother. So you want to make sure that you become the sole heir before they ever have children, because if that happens, you'll never become the king of I or the emperor of Iberia. And it's a whole process and it's kind of complicated, but I think that's what I like the most about it. Yeah, I. OK, I mean, this is real time strategy. Well, it's not real management. time. It's you. It's not real time. No, no. Uh, you can actually just pause it and then like. Take to like and have a think about it, and then, like, oh, well, ah. I want my king to go on a pilgrimage because I don't have enough piety and I want to be more pious. You can found your own religion, you can call in a whole bunch of knights, you can, like, it the, the amount of depth that's there is insane. And it, it's if you think that a lot of strategy games just don't have the oomph or the realism, this game is for you, it's very well made. I can't recommend it to the majority of the people that are listening to this because it's very complicated and it will require a lot of time to figure out what the heck you're actually doing and how to actually lead. But if you're a lot of time part is why I haven't started it and probably won't. But so I see a comment in the forums and it says, I have done the tutorial, but still unsure how to do two things. One, build up an army Two, attack and declare war. Yep. So, uh, a, building up an army, that's not too bad. You manage, because you have to kind of manage building the buildings uh, for each county or each area and building them up so that they can field troops and then kind of having the money to have a regiment of troops. And then declaring war is that Cassius Belly. So generally, it can be you might have to go and figure out a way so that you have a claim because two Christian kings can't just go duke it out. Even if you're king, you just can't decide, we're invading Poland. You can't do that. That doesn't work that way. You have to have a claim on that land, either by blood or fabricating a claim. Or, like I said, if it's uh, another religion, eh, it doesn't matter. I just want it. That's just why I pick Spain, because it's easier 
because Spain at this time is ruled like half, the bottom half is ruled by the Muslims. So it's very easy for you to just go, they're Muslim and I want it. And the Pope's just like, yeah, cool. Deus vault, man. God wills it. Let's go. And that's what you do. And But really, the best way to get land is to is not to do war, but to marry off your children so that you end up having heirs that have claims to both amounts of land so that that one dude owns both. That's where it gets complicated because you have to figure out like that whole dynastic politics and, and figuring out who is your best potential choice for like a relationship with your kid or, and then like, Oh, I'm having way too many sons. I need to kill the dumb son so that he doesn't take all this land because I don't want him around. Or you send him to become a Bishop because bishops can't have land. It's complicated. See, <laughs> that sounds so good. Yeah. Or ma- I love management games as is. And I know this is like, the king pun intended of management yes. games where it's just so in depth it's ridiculous yeah you have to manage your vassals because you as king don't actually directly control all that much land you have lords that also command land and you have to manage their relationships into their opinion because if they get too strong they'll just try to kill you or, you know, you can uh, become a vassal. You can start out as a vassal and work your way up to becoming something like the Holy Roman Emperor. And, like, at least in Crusader Kings 2, you start as, and 3, for the most part, you start as actual historical figures. So the, the situation I was talking about in Spain, those are real dudes. They actually happened. Their story happened. It was like Sancho, Alfonso, and uh, the other one, uh, Zeppo. And uh, Zeppo, I don't remember because he always dies. They always get poor Zeppo. <laughs> but yeah. So Devin. This nuts. Uh, I don't hear that. Yeah. And just to get an idea of how much of a time sink this thing is, the, the, well, first off, there's 67 achievements. Come on, guys. You couldn't put two more achievements into this game. Come on. Boy, boy, boy. But. It's a thousand gamer score, and the TA right now is thirty seven thousand one hundred sixty two. I would, and there are a lot <laughs> of achievements in here in this game where it has ten or less uh, of people unlocked them. I, I would caution to like if you're really having issues with it right now. There's a version, the separate stack that's on Windows, and a lot of the achievements already have guides on the Windows version. So that's what I've been doing to try to go through it. Um, some of them don't have analogs, but yeah, I'd also recommend, like I can try to help out anyone that wants to play it. I'm literally the only person on my friends list that has played this game. It's on game pass and I will try my best to explain to people how to do it. Cause I really think that the game has a potential for creating awesome stories and awesome moments. Once you get through that brick wall of learning how to actually play it. Yeah, it is definitely a niche game. As of recording, there's only 7,700 people that have started this game on TA. The only achievement that hasn't been earned on the Xbox version is hook, line, and sinker gain different hooks. Are you telling me that this game has fishing? Uh, no, but I think that one's glitched. <laughs> uh, so, like, the what's called, it has a hook system. So, it's basically your own way to get, like, to draw someone in that wouldn't normally do it. So, like, one of them is like, well, she's your daughter. That's a weak hook. 
like biologically, but like one of them could be like, oh, you bailed this dude out. He would not be a lord if you didn't show up and help him. That's a stronger hook. So you can have like your own like okay. machinations there. It's yeah, you a lot of it is figuring out how to make people like you, how to win friends and influence people. Whether you do that through just having people be absolutely scared of you or love you is entirely up to you. Uh, and it will change. And once that character, once your king dies, you like you hit the ground running. You're the you're the heir because you are the family. You aren't the king. So the king's goals might be different than the family's goals. And you're never really a nation. That's the other thing. Nations don't come until like you're up a universalis, man. You're the you're the family. It's so interesting. <laughs> So very much in. a niche game. I just it there's a lot of my boxes that are being ticked with this one. You should this sounds you should try it. I'll I, I would I would be I, I'm down, man. Let's let's go. Oh, it's also multiplayer and, in case you want to drag some friends into it. You and your friends can actually rule <laughs> different stuff in case you wanted to be psychopaths together. You have to play all right. Yeah, Crusader Crusader Kings 3, like Devin said, if this is something that you want to try, it's on Game Pass, and yeah, completionists, beware. Because if I remember correctly, Crusader Kings 2 was a 200-plus hour completion. Oh, way more than that, and I'm almost guaranteed that there will be DLC. More reason to stay away if you care (laughs) about your tag. Hey, Devin. Yes. Do you have to play Crusader Kings 1 and 2 first? No. How is that joke not made with MLB? I thought I would have bet <laughs> money that somebody was going to make that joke Damn it. <laughs> on MLB 21. Nope. Between the two it's of you. It's not a joke. It's a serious question, Danny. Nope. You'll get the story either way. Thanks, buddy. Picks for you right back up. You make the story. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, let's get into some sales. Uh, well, Devin, you're first up. What are you going to recommend? Uh, so this one, uh, this sale was uh, this was rough, but uh, I recommend yeah. <laughs> Cook Serve Delicious Two Plus Three. It's a bundle. Uh, it's uh, what is it? Eight seventy four down from twenty five. Cook Serve Delicious is a oh man it's it's stressful but i love it you pl- it is a stressful game <laughs> you play a chef you make your different uh recipes that you're going to have for your restaurant and then people come up and order it and you have to press specific button combinations and manage basically stress uh to make those orders come out on time and make money and buy more recipes it's awesome but uh probably not the easiest thing to complete but awesome I streamed number three a while ago. I don't remember when. And yeah, like you said, it is a stressful game. That is, that is hectic. I I never played it, but isn't it kind of like Cooking Mama? I've never played Cooking Mama. Never mind. If Cooking Mama is the game that I'm thinking of, then it's Cooking Mama. But in this, it's a food truck. Yeah, three's a food truck. That makes it better. Two's a restaurant. Uh, oh, okay. That I did not know. 
I'll ba- I'll back him up on that one. Uh, number three was at least you know some fun to it. Definitely stressful though. Uh, L, what about you? All right, I wanted to recommend a trilogy of point and clicks called the Journey Down trilogy. It is ninety percent off. Ninety. It is normally forty dollars. It is four dollars. I thought this was a good deal when it was fifty percent off at twenty bucks, but no, ninety percent off, four dollars for three different games. That's three thousand gamer score in your favorite genre, point and click, Kenny. I was just about to say it sounds like a point and click game. <laughs> yes. I definitely didn't say that previously. Now, for the first game, for some reason, they put in a stupid speedrun achievement where you have to beat the game in under in 40 minutes or less. So, of course, if you're doing this, you're not going to be playing the game normally. You're going to have a video up, and you're going to copy everything that it does. I recommend, so of play course, these games. I, of course, recommend not doing that because the... I enjoyed the crazy story and accents in this game. Uh, But it's an enjoyable trilogy. But yeah, there should be no speedruns in point and clicks. This and the Monkey Islands, there's there's no reason for it. It defeats the purpose and it takes away how you normally would be playing. There's no reason for speedruns, period. I hate speedrun achievements. Yeah, but we have fun doing them in Halo. There's some times where it's appropriate, you know? Like when we're doing the Halo times, I think they're fun. But like when it's three okay, hours. Fair. Sometimes there's fun. Yeah, sometimes. If it's within reason, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Halo ones aren't terrible. Yeah, it depends what it is. But uh, if memory serves, they were terrible, but then they upped the time, at least in Master Chief Collection. Just real quick, I wanted to give a tip on the speed run. Um, I actually did the game normally first and then brought up a video to do the speed run, and I still didn't get the achievement. I learned after the fact that when you're clicking the arrow, I believe it's a red arrow to go from screen to screen. If you double click it, you basically warp to the next screen faster, which I did not know. So you don't have to sit there and watch the character walk to the screen. So make sure you do that. I mean, speedruns, they only make sense in like a genre where it makes sense, like or skill based stuff. Like you wouldn't have a speed run in a poker game. I right. would. Like like win poker in win the tournament in Five minutes. Like, that wouldn't happen. Bankrupt any percent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that I can yeah. do. I mean, you see them pop up in Vayner's quite often. Do you think that's appropriate? Well, it's skill-based. Oh. So, yeah. So, I think they. I think it only makes right. sense in, like, a skill-based um, type genre. Right. And Vayner's, you could also try to sequence break if you're into that kind of thing. Kenny, you looks like you picked something good. I absolutely did not pick this. I don't know who picked this. I'm just going to assume it's L that put this on my on no. my. But I absolutely do not recommend Mr. Pumpkin Adventure. Apparently, it's on sale. <laughs> that is a Canadian you, version. As some bundle with Rain City, which also sounds like a crappy point and click. Hey, hey, hey! Twelve fifty, and now it's you know, or it's usually twelve fifty and six 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 eighty nine. It's like. At least fifteen dollars too much money for this game. Games. <laughs> Kenny's drunk. Absolutely, do not recommend these. <laughs> but Nate, you usually give something good to recommend. Where do you gonna recommend? 
Well, this this week's a little hard because there there were only like five games on sale, um, <laughs> and I think people are uh, speculating, thinking that, that there's a spring sale coming soon, probably within the next week before the next sale. Uh, probably that's why this one's so stop recording. Of course, of course, and then that's when they'll put the good games. Um, but what I was able to glean uh, that hasn't Ooh, already been picked: uh, Ghost Files, Memory of a Crime. It's an Artifacts Monday game. It's three to four hours. And judging by the achievements, it is a single playthrough. So you're not going to have to do that um, extra playthrough, you know, differently uh, with no hints and such or do the little epilogue thing. I don't think that exists in this game uh, based off the achievements. Uh, and then the last thing I want to recommend. Sorry, I didn't even do any prices, did I? It's 374 down from 15. Uh, and then finally... A game that I talked about on a uh, segment coming real soon called Little Bug. <coughs> Pretty sure I mentioned it. If I didn't, I wanted to. Um, Little Bug is a platformer. It's $4 down from 13 And the platforming in it is different than you would imagine. So there's no jumping. Uh, there's none of that. Instead, you kind of use a whip to kind of attract yourself towards uh, a little light source. And it reminds yeah, me a lot of... Uh, no time to explain why I can't go into detail. <laughs> why? <laughs> um, <laughs> just because the but movement is so different. <laughs> the movement is so up. different. Um, and it just it makes you really think differently about how to do platforming. Now I've been told that it's a difficult completion when I was looking at the steam uh, version of this. And one of the achievements is to um, not die. That does seem a little bit difficult because some of these uh, launches that you're doing, um, you can die pretty quickly, so maybe there's a dashboard option uh, and go back to a save point where you before you died. Maybe that would work. I don't know. Uh, and there's another uh, achievement for not breaking um, this light leash that you use. So that's how you're. That's how you navigate, right? You you hold right trigger and you kind of whip out your light leash or whip or whatever to this thing, and it kind of yanks you like a like a spring or something towards it. Um, but if you hold too long, that will snap. Uh, so you need to complete the game without having done that at all throughout the entire game. So I played it a little bit. Um, it does look fun to me. It looks interesting, but it does look like it might be a challenging completion. Uh, so if that uh, scares you, then uh, maybe you don't want to look at it. But $4 down from 13 for a cool little indie game. Uh, it uh, sounds good to me. That was a little bug. Is it a juke uh, bug? Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, April bug. Got it. All right. Uh, games of Gold, two games that you can download now, is another site on the Xbox One and Outpost Kaloki X yep, yep, on yep. the Xbox 360. And we also got some Game Pass news. So, available now, we have Cricket 2022. Yes. MLB The Show 2022, Chinatown Detective Agency. All three of those are available on the console. And then Chinatown is available on console and PC. And apparently this is a day one game with Game Pass, so cool. Also available now is uh, Dragon Age 2, which is, you know, if you want to play it with the cl on the cloud via EA Play, Plants vs Zombies, 
and Star Wars Squadrons, which are also, uh, should have read ahead, also available through EA Play on the cloud. Coming April 12th is Life is Strange 2 True Colors for cloud console and PC. Panzer Corps 2 for the PC. And uh, God, I actually have to try to pronounce this name again. The Dungeon of... Nickelback. <laughs> no, definitely not Nickelback. Nahalbuk? 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 Yeah, I have no idea. Once again, it's like that I told you the answer. Thing. No one will question it. it. Yeah, whatever it is. But that's available on the PC. And then coming April 14th, Lost in Random for Cloud Console and PC via EA Play. So yeah, that's a month. I'm excited. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors. It's uh, one I've been dreading coming to Game Pass, and I'm going to complete it. And Chinatown Detective Agency looks cool. It's like a um, you know pixel graphic, like old school, which probably turns everybody off right now. But yep. it, to me, it looks looks really cool. Yeah, and MLB the Show is is uh, it's awesome. It's more baseball. Um, which we'll need because MLB The Show 21 is leaving. Oh, I didn't know that. And I don't know if, if you're aware of it or <laughs> not, Kenny, but Lost in Random is an RPG. Uh, and I think you were interested in it when you saw that. I don't remember. Mm, could be wrong. I'm sure I mean, Elle's interested in it. RPG is interesting. Yeah. But this game... Specifically, I don't really remember. Oh, wait. Okay, now I'm looking at screenshots. Yeah, this did look interesting. Where it was kind of like the... um, uh, Tim Burton Burton game. It looks a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that one I'll probably give a shot. The rest of the the stuff... mm, Probably one of the weaker months for me. At least in my opinion. Um, well, with that, we also have a couple of games leaving Game Pass. I assume this is all on the 15th. Yep, yep. MLB The Show 21, Rain on Your Parade, The Long Dark, and Pathway. Highly recommend Rain on Your Parade. Uh, it's it's well worth your time. Yes. I am on the Rain on Your Parade boat as well. I love that game. The one thing that people were complaining about a little bit was the DLC called Rain on Your DLC. <laughs> All right, that's it good. It is $10. I mean, I guess wait for the spring sale and see if it shows up in there. But if not, I would grab it anyway. I think it's worth $10. Several hours of fun to be had there. And we've had the base game free for a year, so we got to... Pay it forward. Pay it to the, pay it to the devs. Some fun parodies. I don't want to get into what they are because it's fun to go into a level and say, oh, I know what this is. This is a parody of such and such. If I recall correctly, that was one that launched in the Game Pass. It did. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. It's very fourth wall of- breaking. It'll say, yeah, you beat the game. Here's the DLC. Like It, it, it knows the deal. See, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our contest corner. All right. It looks uh, first up is G Task. 
Looks like in GTAS losers in the individual side, Morbid237 has been eliminated from the individual side. And that's it for that. I'll, I'll take care of the bonuses, <laughs> though. Uh, <laughs> Go for hey, it. Good job, ever, good job, everybody, for staying in there, though. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Uh, so for the bonuses, for all seven or eight of you that are still there, uh, we have the <laughs> solo bonus. <laughs> There's more. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, a feat that shreds. End of the period, having unlocked no achievements with a gamer score less than 30G. Dear God. Ugh. Ugh, I'll take the clam juice and the team bonus. Where are we? End the period with each member having spelled. This is true achievements using the first character of newly unlocked achievements. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right. That the team's not bad. Yeah, the individual solo bonuses. Just that's rough. Gross. Well, good luck everyone that's in that. I don't have to do it. Yep. <laughs> Hope that hoodie All is right. worth it. <laughs> and Gamer Tag Challenge, Nate. Yeah, so since we're not doing the live show uh, this week, we will hold off announcing the winner of Northern Last next week until next week. Oh, come on. Everyone uh, already we knows will- who it is. Yes, we, we all know who it is not. Oh. Uh, we will go ahead and tell you who the new Gamer Tag Challenge is. The month of April, and that is Ragnarok 0272. This wild card game is any new achievement or previous completion in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. It's worth one bonus draw, max, and the bonus is better know a Norse achievements with a word related to Norse mythology. Example Ragnarok, Odin, Valhalla. Ooh, good one. Yes, we'll allow Vikings 2. That's worth one bonus draw per achievement. Good Not bonus. Limited. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know. He apparently likes the Norse mythology, so that's the theme. Go Norse by Northwest for that. Uh, groan. And our patron <laughs> drawing will also announce next week on the live show. So with that, let's get into Brad Camp. Take it away, Vulgar. All right. In completions, AS Unknown has reached 100 completed games. Hack and Pwn has reached 200. Logic Slayer has reached 250, as has Fight Club, but I don't think I'm supposed to talk about him. Z-Wave of the Oxide has 500 completed games. Sir Polygon also has 500 completed games. Northern Last has 600 completed games. Nutty Ray, 750 completed games. And Magic Munch- Munkin Kicks? Okay. Magic Monkey. I'm, I'm Monk- dumb. I'm <laughs> stupid. I'm a stupid, stupid man. <laughs> but he's not. He did fourteen hundred completed games. That's a lot of games. In ratio, Matt iPad Eye has reached a new milestone with a ratio of one point six. Ret Stack has a ratio of one point eight, yeah, and Icefire Tune has a TA ratio of two point one. In wow. streaks, Nutty Ray is currently on a fifty-day achievement win streak, as is slash R Hawkeye Berry twenty and Inferno one one eight. Mister Roboto is. 150 days as are EMZ Fergie and RPG Davey. Uh, Wild West 08 is currently on a 250 day achievement win streak, as is Redemption Denied. <laughs> Fluttery Chicken with 700 days. Sincere Seeker 6 with 750. Prince It has 800 days. And Elroy OMJ with the 1700. Circling back to our annual people, Toby Lynn is currently on a one year achievement win streak. Nice. Nice. 
Nice. In gamer score, Sir Polygon has hit four hundred thousand. Ice Fire six hundred fifty thousand gamer score. Nate over there has hit seven hundred thousand gamer score. Shadowless Edge seven hundred fifty thousand gamer score, and Devin over there has hit one point one million gamer score. Love that guy. Love that guy. In leaderboards, Alex R. Davis is now third in the completed games leaderboard for Metroidvanias. Alicia, and then the top 200 of the England completed games leaderboard for point and clicks. Hatton 90 is in the top 2,000 of the Europe TA difference leaderboard for simulation racing. I think there's a new game in Game Pass just for you, Hatton 90, called Cricket 22. High Road the 2 is in the top 500 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Casino. That's pretty great. Ice Fire TN is in the top 500 of the TA Difference Leaderboard, period. Jimbot UK is in the top 10 of the England TA Leaderboard for Xbox One Shmups. Mark B. Did I tell us your name already? Is in the top 5 of the UK TA Difference Leaderboard for Party. Retro Chief is in the top 20 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for point and click. Sar Revivalist is in the top 200 of the USA Completed Games leaderboard for survival. And it looks like somebody's in the show notes confused about Japanese lettering. I believe that is Noth, who changed his name again. He spends $10 every two weeks to change his gamer tag. He's now in the top 50 of the TA leaderboard for first-person shooters. So, I just did a Google Translate. Oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Japanese yes. symbols. And Google Translate spit it out into pervert god Nas. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It, that it is not. known. It is known. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. In Brag Camp. I'm trying to figure this out. It looks like the community's best or even TA's best Metroidvania people collaborated to play uh, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet together. Uh, Awoo! Skeptical Mario and Alex R. Davies. All completed it at the same time, I'm pretty sure. I don't know who their fourth is. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Let me know if you know. Is it Waka? I don't know. I know there was a huge collaboration. Um, what else? We got uh, Chip-a-Papa completed Battletoads. I'm very jealous about that. I know he went to go visit Inigo Montoya. IRL. So that's pretty cool. I know he met up with um, a couple of other guys too. As well as Aftos84 completed Bad North, which I think was the good North, right? Compared to North. Drunken Monkey completed Dark Souls Remastered. Nice. And my favorite brag of the week is going to Andrew Pants Ahizo. Who finally completed Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. 
Nice. Apparently, he's been sitting on it for quite a while, and someone reminded him to get it done, so he got it done. That is an amazing achievement. Pun intended. Good job, all of our brag peoples. All right. Proud of you. Very proud of you. Well, that will do it for us this week. So, like we said multiple times, we will be live next week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash age101. We? We, we, we will. We will One update way or another, the drivers. We, will be live. we have the technology. We will rebuild <laughs> it better, faster, stronger than before. There we go. If you would like to get in contact with us on Twitter, you can do so by sending us a Twitter tweet <laughs> at achievements101. <laughs> They should make like a Devin pull string toy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Just as like a random movie quote. It would be great. <laughs> Don't put that energy oh, out there into God. the world. <laughs> Love you, Devin. Uh, uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Catch all the previous streams and whatnot. Achievement Hunting 101. There's snakes in my boots. <laughs> Come join the community. <laughs> If you want to see more of this, of these bad jokes, puns, and references that you probably won't get, discord.io slash AH101. And if you would like to help fund this insanity, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. Thank you to all who do donate to us. Well, with that, thank you for listening. Class is dismissed. See you all next week. Day is full. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Akapel, who by Volga Latin's request checked out the Hotline Miami collection, which packages Hotline Miami from 2012 and its sequel Hotline Miami 2, wrong number, from 2015, neither of which was released on Xbox until 2019 with this collection. The ultra-violent storylines are intentionally vague and psychotic, even the premise of the first game is technically a spoiler. Casually playing through the game won't give you a good idea of what is going on, but if you pay attention there is a proper story told behind the madness. Honestly, you might be better off not caring about the story, as it is as messed up as the gameplay. Story bits are played as intros and outros for the levels, and I find it unfortunate they cannot be disabled after you've seen them, as they are quite annoying to replay every time you want to replay a level which you have to do for the completion in order to get an A-plus rank on each level. Hotline Miami 2 does allow you to skip intros using level select, but only for the level you choose. You are told the best way to get A-plus ranks is by playing fast and reckless, racking up massive combo kills. While this is true for Hotline Miami 2, in which combos are by far the best way to get a good score, Hotline Miami 1 has a strange score exploit where the Don Juan mask for some reason gives you a massive score if you push an enemy up against a wall and perform a finishing move. The action is extremely violent, presented by gruesome pixel art displaying copious amounts of blood and mutilations. 
Attacks are either one-hit kills or stuns your opponents. There are rare instances where the player can take additional damage, and the first game has a few bosses who can take multiple hits, but the only bullet sponge enemies can technically be killed in one hit, but takes a while for them to go down and bleed out. Before they do, they soak up bullets protecting those behind them. I had never played any of the Hotline Miami games before, but knew they were fast-paced, top-down action games featuring extreme violence, but I had played Mr. Shifty, which is frequently described as a less violent Hotline Miami clone. I personally had a better time with Mr. Shifty than Hotline Miami, as I often found myself annoyed by the latter's complete lack of enemies interacting with each other. Enemies solely react to the player. They rush you if they see you, investigate if they hear you or gunfire, but completely disregard other enemies uh, rushing toward you or shooting their guns, and casually walk over piles of mutilated corpses with zero reaction. They can't even shoot each other, which is very annoying as they frequently end up chasing after you in a straight line with enemies shooting through each other while your bullets are soaked up by the enemies at the front of the line. The only hint of enemy strategy is their placement on the levels, but especially in 2, enemy behavior is much more random and enemies frequently end up on really weird patrol paths, bouncing between walls, ending up stuck somewhere. Having heard high praise of Hotline Miami 1 in particular, I ended up a bit disappointed by it. It is very good, sadly it is buggy and I frequently had to quit levels as enemies spawned outside of the map on the levels making them uncompletable, as the condition for completing most levels is killing everyone. The levels are very short, making it more of an annoyance than a truly game-breaking problem. The same could be said about doors. The doors in Hotline Miami is a core mechanic where you can stun enemies by slamming open doors on them. Unfortunately, the doors are rather glitchy and will likely cause your demise hundreds of times due to not registering properly or accidentally knocking down an enemy who a few seconds later gets up and stabs you in the back. When I say hundreds of times, I'm not exaggerating. You will die in this game. A lot. A whole lot. Both games have an achievement for dying 1000 times and it is a fairly low ratio achievement in both games. Reloading a level after dying is near instant and considering how frequently you die, that is a very good thing. These games have a reputation for being difficult, which is true if you intend to go for all the achievements, but just getting through the story is not very tough, as the AI is very easy to trick once you know how. Standing behind cover with a melee weapon, showing yourself, then backing into cover, easily lures them to their doom. You can also use gunfire to lure enemies to you, as long as you are the ones shooting. As mentioned, they do not care if anyone besides you fire a gun. You'll still die plenty of times if you are not careful, as the enemies have a fairly good aim and can see you before you can see them, unless you manually move the camera ahead of you. Hotline Miami 1 has a pretty good achievement list requiring you to play through it, A-plusing every level, using all the weapons and finding some collectibles and seeing the true ending. This is fine. It's a good list, completable in a handful of hours if you are good enough. Hotline Miami 2 on the other hand has a few real stinkers on the list, chief among them 50,000 kills. This is a very excessive number. There is probably just around 2500 enemies in the entire game. 
Granted, you'll murder them over and over again when you die, but it's still an obscene amount of kills. When I had done everything else in the game, I was still below 25,000 kills, which among other things entails completing the entire game on normal and hard mode, A-plusing every single level and finding all collectibles. A-pluses in Hotline Miami 2 is not only much more difficult, there are also around 25 levels to complete, most of which are longer than the levels in 1, and when I say long, they are still below 3 minutes each without dying, but some levels took me around an hour to complete. What annoyed me greatly is that there is not really a good way to know if you're near an A-plus rank, as the score target is unknown and most of the score is awarded as bonuses after completing the level anyway. The Hotline Miami collection has 64 achievements worth 1000 game score and 3200 TA. If you are not a completionist, the Hotline Miami collection is well worth a playthrough, with the first game being superior despite its comparative lack of polish. But the completion is very difficult and time consuming, with a time estimate of 40 to 50 hours on TA. Considering the story is estimated at 15 hours for both games, you have quite a bit of replaying and grinding to do for the completion. Have a nice day everyone!